0: From Atlas Studio in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's the Alan Smithy Film Review with your hosts, Ben and Damien. Take it away, boys. And we're back! What?
1: Hey! Wow, look at that. We have a production crew now. How exciting is that? Special, special day special, here. Yeah, special guests. So, Ben, uh, the reason why uh, we have my mom with us today is that she is a giant uh, Guardians of the Galaxy fan. And as everyone saw in the title before they clicked on it, we are reviewing the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's
2: correct. No spoilers there. We're not leading up we're to it. You the, knew yeah, what you're you are getting when you clicked on a button.
1: To, it, that's what we're here for. We want, we want to make sure you know, you're know you walking Transparency. into good, transparent. You have lots of confidence in what we're giving you. And uh, so, Ben, uh, this is the third one of these. <laughs> yes. Um, it is the It'll- 29th. 20 something 32nd th- 30 second. 32nd 30 second marvel movie
2: mcu rocking hard in yeah. that fourth decade of movies there a fourth fourth uh 10th <laughs> i don't know what you want to yeah, call it the yeah. there I you go know, there you go work related that's it
1: um so here's the deal uh directed by james gunn yep barely and uh this is his <laughs> last marvel movie he has taken another job somewhere we might get to that it uh, doesn't seem that important, um, but um, I mean, he closed the book at least, right? He I, closed. The I book. read that
2: they, they, they did they fire him, brought him back, or they? I read that. So yes. there's some issues with James Gunn there. Um, they
1: fired him. Uh, the everyone from the Guardians group said, "Oh, well, then I guess we're not working for Marvel anymore." Right. And at which point, Marvel went, "Oops, our bad." Yeah, just kidding. Uh, they I brought James back. back, and James Gunn yeah. threw out whatever had been done before and wrote this one from scratch. And he wanted this to be his Magnum his Magnum Marvel Magnum Opus. There you go. And so this is a James Gunn film. Uh, as you notice from the credits, this is a huge spoiler, uh, I don't believe there's any remaining members of the Gunn family that weren't worked into this right, movie. Right, right, right. Sh- um,
2: Sean Gunn's the most recognizable. Yeah. If you watched any episodes of the Gilmore Girls, that was his bag for a long time. Yes. Uh, he's the uh, the goofy Ravager with mm-hmm. the big buck teeth. They all kind of have buck teeth, but yeah. uh, he's a skinny guy that takes up Yondu's uh, whistling arrow from yes, the last... The whistling death. with Whistling whatever. Yes. That thing. Uh, from the part
1: two. Yeah. So... Well, yeah, in part one as well. Part one, he, well, he, just, he, you no, he took it he over. Took part it two. over in part 200. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. All right. So, um, anyways, this movie isn't about him. No, no, barely, no, no. This not movie at all. is barely even about Star Lord. Mm-hmm. This barely is barely about Gamora or or Nebula or Groot or Mantis or Mantis. They are all there to support Rocket Raccoon. That's correct. Bradley Cooper's. Greatest acting role, um, <laughs> and uh, I, I say that from the shallows. I say that from the shallows. That this is Bradley Cooper's you're, best you're, movie. You're reaching in. there with our audience. I don't me. care. Yeah, no, man. We got we got some Lady Gaga <laughs> fans in the audience. Um, so the premise of this is that we finally get to know Rocket's backstory, and uh, we get to know it in gruesome detail. A little bit. A little bit. Uh,
2: we had, I mean, X-Men did this with Logan, right? Yeah. There's some little parallels there, little here, bit. and there. A little bit.
1: Um, except for, you know, Logan, um, while there was CG involved, um, Logan was not, It was well, I mean, I mean rapidly aging Hugh Jackman, I understand. They've got to, they had to that, that knock some of the edges off. But, full CG Rocket Raccoon. Mm-hmm. And a lot of his other folks that he's in also full CG. And obviously, what is involved in this. ILM's involved in this. Uh, there was not a... I don't think that there's a graphic design house that is of renown that didn't work on this movie. Those credits were forever. Um, he has <laughs> yes, almost throw the rings length. And uh, additionally, uh, this movie had a bunch of firsts for me. Um, one, uh, Adam Warlock was uh, sort of... Hinted at in the post-credit scenes of Guardians Two, correct, uh, and then nothing was done with him, and then he shows up here. Uh, the fun part about Adam Warlock is, if you're a comic book fan, uh, he obviously was part of the group that originally helped defeat Thanos and get the get the Infinity Stones back in the comic book series back in the seventies. Ben knows this. I don't know why I'm telling him, but uh, you, dear listeners, also know it. I'm just recapping just in case. it yeah, somebody yeah. Has yeah. Me. It's helpful, um, but very very important character to the cosmos part of marvel because obviously you know we were familiar with the x-men part of marvel we're familiar with the avengers part of marvel we were familiar with the spider-man part of marvel um you know guardians of the galaxy kicked in the door with the first one of saying hey rest of the world there's this whole space part that was more driven by jack kirby than it was by stan lee and in addition to other artists that weren't stan lee for this for this space piece and throughout the decades the space piece has been kind of tried to be worked into for example i don't know if this is a spoiler or not but cyclops's dad was a space guy mm. and you know there's lots of you know the phoenix from dark phoenix was a space thing and you know thanos and uh, oh yeah for fantastic four which oh my oh, gosh those oh, poor oh. Kids. now you're digging yeah uh yeah i'm digging to the real bottom <laughs> yeah. of the barrel yeah, here yeah, to yeah, uh yeah. what was really kind of before the mcu you know uh fantastic four and uh spider-man were kind of on the same level for a lot of folks and then both fantastic four franchises just fizzled like flame boy in Will the they water. ever come back? Who yes. knows? And who really kind of cares? Yes, it will, because fun, it's already on the agenda. Uh, it's coming is back. It's okay. And it's not John Krasinski. So, the so Miles, why do they even bother the Miles with that?
2: Teller thing is just like a blip and never going to be
1: talked about Miles again. Teller. Yeah. No, no, no. You're you're more likely to see Penn and Teller than Miles Teller <laughs> back in the universe. No. <laughs> Um, however, with space, the, back space. into space back here. Into space. Back into space here, yes. So, uh,
2: Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. One of the worlds out there. They're the Guardians. Yes. And like you said, this movie's not about all of them, but it's, mainly yeah. about, much like that one episode of Sopranos, and Tony was asleep the entire time in a coma because right. he got injured. Yeah. Kind of like this with Rocket. Yes. Uh, something happens to him, and we don't get a lot of him in the present. Yes. We get a lot of him in the past. A lot of this movie is done in flashbacks where we get this very raw. Uh, maybe not for all kids and ages, look back at what made him who he is today. Right. Uh, it, it's very, I mean, there's some PTSD level moments in this movie where yeah. it brings you back to uh, laboratory testing, medical, because he's obviously not the average raccoon, doesn't even think he's a raccoon. Right. Uh, so you get
1: that. Yeah. Was that beneficial to the story? Well, it kind of is the story. Yeah, it's the main part. And here's, here's the other first. Uh, 32 movies, we said, right? Correct. First one that's made me cry. Interesting. First one that's made me cry three different times. Whoa! Okay. This movie did something that no Marvel movie has ever done. In addition to that, it has unfortunately given so much emotional weight for me, at least. I, I, I know, Ben, you were stone dry and heartless and, and no emotions whatsoever. But for me, <laughs> um, it was it was such a heavy-hitting thing to make me care about a CG raccoon's, you know, emotional attachment to its found family yeah, yeah. of a CG walrus that's half wheelchair, a CG bunny that's half spider, and yeah. a CJ, C, CG uh, otter that's just, yeah you know. Um, and then the we're, we're talking about this as the main through line, the B-plot, B, meaning the ones that are not... Going through these flashbacks, the Guardians that we're used to, uh, they're going on actual character journeys, something that sometimes the big flashy Marvel movies forget about. Yeah. I'm nah, looking at you, Eternals. Well, and um, <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, you're missing nothing. <laughs> nothing like, that was a You one. know, I, I think I watched like the
2: first 20 minutes on a plane. I'm like, even on a plane. This well, like, is you like, were begging for I'm, a crash. I'm looking for, I'm looking for, because I mean, you accept a lot on a plane. You're like, I'm on a plane. I yeah. have nothing else to do yeah. but watch whatever this option here. And I couldn't get past the first half an hour. It seemed meandering. It seemed pointless. Please get back to your point.
1: Yes. And speaking to the points, uh, so here's a movie where. You've got Star-Lord, who's dealing... you got Chris Pratt's character. You, you have him dealing with the fact that he he now lives in the universe with a Gamora that is not his Gamora. Right. At the beginning of this movie, I was kind of like, oh, this is going to be a, a dead horse they're just going to beat. And then they kind of quit beating it. Um, point and made and point move made. on. And they yeah. moved on. And it could have been... And then Nebula, who... First off, you know Karen Gillan always in my top. Oh yeah, favorite. yeah. We we know you're biased towards her. She's this is her best role that she's ever done, uh, playing Nebula in a in she's still that Nebula piece, but she's figured out how to. You know, she has Karen Gillan in real life has a lot of natural charm, and so by playing this really robotic, staid thing, and then letting her charm peek out, just shows her growth you know you have drax coming to terms with you know uh he's he has his own thing it's hard for me to talk about it without spoiling (laughs) things because his thing all sort of happens in the third act um and you know you've you've got this new world that they're building on nowhere which I didn't realize that the Christmas special was going to be kind of required viewing for this. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a little bit. And, <laughs> and for a post-credits
2: scene there, too. So I think it's on Netflix, right? Or Disney Plus. Disney Plus, Disney Plus, Plus, well, yes, Disney yes, Plus yes. if you know what we're talking about, it's a, how long was it, 20, 30 yeah, minutes long? Yeah, it was not long. Not long. There's a, there's a slice or two of that in this. So if you yes. want some things to make sense, not required, but it's right. nice because it does fill in some
1: gaps, especially with the post credit scene. Well, uh, it makes the entire fact that they start on Nowhere make sense. Yes, yeah. Because that was not part of any of the Marvel movies. We learned about Nowhere in
2: Avengers. Is it Endgame, or the first, was it uh, Infinity War? Uh, I think Infinity War.
1: That was... Uh, it was the first Guardians, because... Uh, was the, it? Okay. They had to go to Nowhere after... Oh, what was it? Maybe oh, it was I don't great. know. I don't Maybe ask know. your guardian's expert mother here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Hey, mom, when was uh? When, she doesn't remember. She's shaking so, her head. Okay. Uh, okay. Anyways, uh, back to yeah. the characters here. So the the characters.
2: characters here are they're growing old with each other. Yes, they're getting towards like middle age. You're getting and going, oh, I'm so sick of your crap. This is so typical of you. Like they're just kind of on this small ragtag team that's always with each other that just spends too much time with each other, so they get on each other's nerves and. <laughs> I mean Nebula, yeah, she's the other Nebula, but she's she's very angry yes. in this movie. She's very angry, doesn't understand why Quill looks at her with those puppy dog eyes. Yeah. Um, but you have the relationship between Drax and Mantis, which is hilarious, like brother sister. So yes. that's what's fun about these movies as you grow with them, they're growing with the characters grow with each other and they're getting more chemistry and the jokes become funnier. So there's a lot of funny mo- uh, moments in this movie because of those characters, because of those developments. Um that's right. And yes. uh, you, you, tell me, you, you have a point you
1: want to make here? No, just that I was completely <laughs> right about me, it being the first Guardians of the Galaxy. We all knew that, of course. I uh, did not require <laughs> good, Mom Google. Good that. memory uh, there. Harkening back to the annals to- of Danny's t- perfect, brain. Photographic, uh, mem- 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 Anyways, yes, you were talking yes. about...
2: No, just character development, yeah. actually taking characters and developing
1: them. Yes. Hey, DC, what's that like? You know well funny you <laughs> should mention that Ben uh, two things I want to talk about one is uh, I feel like I feel bad for jumping off of this because I want to build off of I want to I want to dig into a little bit of Ben's history and then I'm want to jump on to that point so Ben have you ever been let's say trapped in a titanium tube for months on end w- around people constantly for months on end T- titanium tube it is was that what it's made H- out of
2: hy80 steel
1: okay uh yeah folks
2: uh those of you who don't know by now i was on a submarine yeah. in the navy with 140 of the same of his best dudes friends. uh that i had no cho- choice in you know making those selections who was on the ship with me but yes i did have that experience why do you ask damien
1: well because uh, this movie is about at the end of the day if you had to sum it up it's about found family
2: Okay, much, and much. That's kind of Taika Waititi's uh, game. It's kind know? of his thing, and almost yeah.
1: like Taika kind of screwed up with the last one. So James Gunn said, "Here, hold my beer. I'm gonna do it correctly."
2: We're talking about Love and Thunder, there, folks. A little bit. Yeah. we are
1: talking about Love and Thunder. Um, which I took mom to that, and we both agreed it was like, well, that was boring. Um, so Ben found family. Yeah. The nice part about this. All right. So your first, you know, let's say first month of deployment, that you get assigned to the ship. Uh, the first month after you get assigned, you're not even deployed. First month after you get assigned, okay. you're still in that. Who are all these people? I'm trying to learn what's sure. going on. You build friendships. You you figure out who the guy who farts in his sleep is. All that stuff. Most of the ship, yeah. Most of the boat. Most of the crew. And mm-hmm. um, but then uh, at towards the end of your deployment, where you've been stuck in the tube with them all the way. They are your brothers. You would die for them. They are your found family.
2: Even the most annoying ones, they but went through it with hey, you. Yeah. They went yeah. through it with you. Yeah. So you have that bond that whatever you don't agree on, you're going to agree on that. Well, we did that together, and I can rely on you because you're a useful body. And if I, the bad day came, you had my back, and I had yours. So bare minimum, we have that going for us, right?
1: And so my question is, uh, basically, by me needing, I'm, I'm curious if they did a good job of showing that found family was what well, they, they they found each other in the first movie the second movie uh changes were introduced then avengers and things like that happen but in this one this feels like and it is the end of a trilogy yep this is the end of it They're, they all love each other But also, they're real happy to take a break from each other. Yep,
2: yep, yep. Much like a a two-year tour, like, you know, all the Metallica guys do two years. Like, four guys get on four different planes at the end of that tour. They're just (laughs) done with each other, right? Um, Because it's like it's that intense experience where you have – it's like almost like – Almost like a four-way marriage in the Metallica, right? But this is even bigger than that, yeah. right? So you're 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 not getting a lot of variety in personalities, in the little things that like if you just choose softer, please, yeah. you know, like th- things like that, and you get a little bit of that chemistry in here because they're getting on each other's nerves. Lars, Lars, so just shut so up, just for just a shut up for a minute, <laughs> Lars. Yeah. Um, so you, it's nice to see that that character, they're not just four people with four personalities that somehow just get along and everything's fine. Yeah, they're. Humans, I mean, not humans. They're they're alive. Yes. Just say that. They're, they're what, are species, what species of drax? What species of mantis? I don't know. Yeah. You, you already know. I don't. I don't know those no, species. No,
0: no clue, actually.
2: Okay. Uh, they and, all speak English, and they're getting on each other's nerves. Yeah,
1: I am Groot. And um, so, what I'm getting at is that this movie did a great job of recognizing that James Gunn's walking away. Um, Zoe, Zoe Saldana is done. Um, uh, I think Bautista's done ba- too, isn't Dave he? Bautista's done. Yeah, you know, I think, I don't think I've heard from Bradley Cooper. I do know that um, that uh, Chris Pratt has said on air that you know he's ready for the next chapter of Marvel, but he's not going anywhere. He 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 likes he likes Peter Quill's character, so we'll still Any see. How many franchises is he part of now? I mean, uh, the Jurassic one's now, now the Mario one's going to have a franchise. Yeah, but yeah. Mario's all voiceover. He can do that from his He bed. can,
2: but still, it's like he's Captain Franchise. I mean, yeah. he just jumps on whatever's <laughs> going to make more, more well, movies.
1: Who, who isn't? Because what isn't a franchise? Right these unless days. It's, unless it's a really fun movie. It's indie, all studios care about, yeah. Those bears don't uh, do their own cocaine, Ben. Um, <laughs> so,
2: Best movie of the <laughs> January time frame? Yeah,
1: sure. <laughs> um Back to your point about crying in this movie. About crying in this movie is that this is the first movie that I've seen from Marvel since Phase Two. If that means anything to anyone, got you a little emotional. Who's actually made me feel something? Was it the animal thing? Because you're you're definitely
2: an animal lover. No, I cried during the people part too. Okay, I
1: cried during the I cried during the band's breaking up part at the end.
2: Okay, which is a giant spoiler. But hey,
1: guys, in the trailer, band's breaking up, and we've we've alluded to that. So, i just. I mean, it's a
2: third in a trilogy, folks. You know, things are going to be fizzling or yeah. d- dividing, and this is how things work. But if
1: you were to say, hey, Damien, we're, how emotionally invested were you in the Guardians of the Galaxy characters coming into this? Not. Because. Even for the Avengers
2: films, huh? Yeah, the even Avengers. Even well, well,
1: the problem with the Avengers films is that it watered it down. You're spread too thin over too many people. Okay. And I have things like Spider-Man um, No Way Home where I'm like, hey, cool. There's three of my favorite spider man right there. Yeah. Yep. And there's my favorite villain, the Doc Ock. And so, I, you know, I, I've had other things to be emotionally invested in. I've enjoyed the Guardians movies. I always have. And I rewatched the first one and it totally holds up. And you just rewatched the second one. I did. And
2: yeah. I, th- I, think it's, I think it's fun. It's I think Yonda's a great character. I had, yeah. I had fun with the arc. I think... It got a little too much into the, uh, you know, there was a little flashback of like Iron Man, where like the villain became like something bigger, and it yeah. was really CGI. And Kurt Russell's fine, but he kind of overdid it. Uh, but it was still a fun movie. Yeah, I still enjoyed it.
1: So, but I walked into this one, and it's been years since Guardians 2. 2017, I think. Yeah, that's yeah a while. <laughs> it may be the longest between right. sequels between when a one. Yeah, we've uh, had story two line. Black Panthers in that time and so wow. uh yeah so it's like one of those deals where i've enjoyed it but it's been it's not something that i've been like oh man guardians you know because first off uh production did get pushed production was slowed down uh because not only did the pandemic stop production mm-hmm. which it totally is why it took so long there was also the james Gunn drama where They're, luckily they they got him mm, back yeah but then we get into we're changing gears so, Ben, on the Alan Smithy Film Review, which obviously we our primary focus here is economic development and prosperity throughout, development. throughout America. <laughs> well, yeah, because obviously Hollywood's listening to us and making decisions based off of our scores.
2: Um, and looking at, wait, the writer's strike is going on right now. It is right now. You know, what What do you, what do advice do Damien and Ben have to get us back on track with, you know, well-written movies and inspiring other writers uh, to, you know, wait around long enough for the strike to end for those that'll quit and come back and sure. replenish
1: that gap. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, and they'll be like, alright, what when the strike ends and the producers give in and start paying writers fair wages, what they deserve. quit yeah. ripping them off on streaming stuff, uh, quit just throwing entire things in the trash just so that they don't have to pay residuals. Like uh, Westworld on HBO. The only reason why HBO has expunged Westworld is that there's no money in it for them. That any anyone that they were going to get really? to subscribe to HBO has subscribed for Westworld, and now they're really worried about having to pay residuals to people for watching that, when it doesn't really make economic. It doesn't make them more money. Yeah. So, uh, lots of lots and lots and lots of really really horrible streaming things um, are one of the reasons why the writers are on strike. Is that basically? the the companies get to make all this money and the companies have figured are just trying their best to make sure that the people that make this amazing stuff don't get paid a cent Mm -hmm. so when they rightfully triumph and uh, the producers realize that they're horrible people and that uh that honestly chat gpt is not going to be able to elicit the same emotional response i Mm -hmm. just had sure there was a cg raccoon there's no way ChatGPT knows how to create that emotional connection. So there is a difference between talented craftspeople and uh and just money-grubbing Wall Street capitalists. Anyways, that didn't make you cry though. That doesn't it makes me cry tears of it rage. Um so <laughs> therefore, let's talk a little bit about business. And so again, bringing it back, we're an economic development, you know, economic uh, financial uh, advice uh, podcast. I'm usually I'm very salubrious and have uh, salubrious, have a very good volumetric, you know, vernacular. But today I just you cannot nice dictionary
2: this or you hit right? those
1: polysyllabic terms right now. Um, Warner Brothers, who is in the process of being bought, or Warner Brothers owns, or HBO owns Warner Brothers, and Discovery is buying Warner buying hbo
2: discovery's buying hbo yes. or the other way around
1: no discovery took out a five zero billion dollar loan Ooh. to purchase hbo where would he get that money from like i said from the bank <laughs> yeah okay on what credit uh on apparently there's a lot of money to be made in um in flipping houses Josh and moonshining yeah. and all sorts of stuff so anyways uh So we're about to see Discovery and HBO merge together, and we're and of course with HBO you've got the Warner Brothers who owns the DC license. Mm -hmm. And Ben, over the course of our podcast, which has been going strong on a reliable schedule with no gaps since 2016, um, we have reviewed a couple DC movies.
2: A little bit, yeah. Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. uh, The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. And, uh, uh, did and we do one Aquaman. The, the one, oh, did we, we didn't do Wonder Woman, did we? What Did we do Wonder Woman? We did Wonder Woman. Did we? Okay. Yeah, you didn't like it. Yeah. And um, I
1: don't think we did 1984 because it was like less than a one or it was during, during one of our gaps that we don't have. Um, and so <laughs> one of the consistent things that we've experienced from DC is that first off, DC heroes are boring and if you take a boring hero and go ooh, in order to make them less boring we could a dump all of our money into special effects Mm -hmm. or b hire talented writers to write a cool story there it is uh dc said ooh, column a baby throw that b in the trash we're gonna make (laughs) sure so you can't see anything this is gonna be like i don't know if you've rewatched transformers one recently but it is just brown sparks for 30 minutes. <laughs> and uh, every DC movie has that point in time where you go, I don't know, I can't. I, you know, ben has brand new glasses. Yeah. If he goes and re-watches uh, uh, the first Justice League movie, you'll think that you have the wrong prescription because you can't see what's going on, on the screen because there's too much nonsense it's happening. Too much nonsense, too much and happening. And you don't care about any of them. I get that. Um, I don't know what man is still you're talking about.
0: yeah. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that was that right there was the film was like, but 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 Iron Man and then but 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 Iron Man yeah <laughs> and I looked at this what you're doing over here I'm like this is like 45 minutes of air battles yes of just trashing a city where's the story where's the story I have trouble with DC yes I have a lot of I didn't like the Batman okay right. I thought it was too long I yeah. thought it was interesting detective work dark sure. ooh, good editing good sound effects uh, I was just kind of bored. And the new Penguin series, like, are you looking forward to that? I no. mean, Colin Farrell, why do you have Colin Farrell if you don't even recognize Colin Farrell? Uh,
1: uh, well, why are you will, paying that I will, money? I will say that Colin Farrell's Penguin was the highlight of the Batman. I will say that. I can hear his voice. Yeah. But. And I don't particularly need, I, I, I'm fine, and listen, they paid the money for Vin Diesel to say I am Groot <laughs> for six movies. They did. Sometimes it matters. You might not be able to perceive it mattering. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I
2: mean, equipment. talk about though, an actor that gets the most for saying the
1: fewest lines. Iron Giant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, listen. That was the best line in the movie. That one line that he spoke. You know, I, uh, uh, Iron, Iron Giant? I mean, he talks a lot. He talks a lot. Yeah. But, uh, Iron, Superman, yeah, at yes, the, the end there. The, um, the DC Cinematic Universe has been... Um, I'm going to be very, very generous because I don't oh. want to hurt people's feelings. Okay. Um, it has been trash. It has been totally <laughs> horrible. And every time they do something that might inspire you to think, okay, we're looking up, all you can do is compare it to the Chris Nolan Batman movies and go, ooh, no. No, 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 no. no. That's and that. You know what's great about the Chris Nolan Batman movie, especially The Dark Knight, the first one is, oh, look at that, well written. Character development.
2: Mm-hmm. Well-crafted films. well That aren't a bunch of films. noise of CG. Yes. It's, it's, just, it's just these quiet scenes where you hear, like, water dripping and just dialogue happening. You don't need a... Yeah. You don't need all that music and the sound right. effects and the big <laughs> crashy, crashy editing. I don't know why they lean on that thinking
1: that audiences keep wanting
2: that. Yes. It's frustrating.
1: And having having recently watched Shazam 2 on my own... How'd that go? Uh... All it did was help me to reinforce my opinion that DC for whatever reason is actually pretty good at a CW high school drama <laughs> show it's, it's like watching Smallville yes and honestly if they had well the problem is you can't you can't pay for Helena and you can't pay for Lucy Lou and you can't pay for. Zachary Levi and excuses then, and, excuses yeah. and then then take that and chop it up and put it out as thirty minute episodes. But you should have because meandering nonsense. All, oh, there's blue lightning instead of green. What's the next DC movie coming out? Do you uh, even know? Is there not Aquaman coming out? No. The Flash. The Flash. The yeah, Flash is the next is. one. Yeah. So we get to have we get to have uh, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, and we get to have Ezra Miller. But we also get to have all the Batmen, including the rumor say Christian Bale.
2: I have not heard
1: that rumor. We all know the
2: big the big Michael Keaton Keaton
1: reveal, but hypothetically this is going to be yet another Spider-Verse situation. But once again, DC can't keep their mouth shut. Spider Verse was awesome. There were I wasn't one of them, but there was lots of people that walked into uh, uh, No Way Home had no clue that Tobey Maguire yeah, and yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Andrew Garfield were going to show up. And now we have another Spider Verse movie coming, and we have another animated Spider Verse coming. Animated one, that's what I mean. And that one, of course, I love the first one. You weren't as I it liked it a lot. And, I didn't yeah, love you it. You had like a problem with did. the yeah. animation style a little, a, little much, a little too much, a little too much. And this one's actually going to introduce even. Deeper Spider-Man cuts, so it's just like, "Hey guys, here you will, you thought that do Home was Spider-Man fan service here." So I, it, I fully you? understand that's a movie made for me, and I'm not going to be objective at all.
2: Will we see Venom?
1: Oh, I touched the nerve. Probably, um, <laughs> you know. So that's the other problem with the Sony Verse Spider-Man yeah. is that you know, Into Spider-Verse is a Sony Verse film, and but it's one that has more of Marvel's meddling if you will than the Venom movies did and Venom 2 made me cry it was so bad Made, made the first one look good Made it, the first mm-hmm. one look no. Honestly, the first one was so bad that it still made the second one actually look better than the first one. You that, and your that, friend was it? Who
2: who you podcast that with? It was a couple years uh, back.
1: Was that Ladarian?
2: No, it was Tim. Tim, I think it was yeah, Tim. Yeah, yeah. You guys talked about like how bad the CG at night was. Yes, yes. It was, yes. It, was it was
1: the anti Ben. It was the anti Ben Hunt movie because it was black costumes on a black background yeah. at night. Yeah. Anyways, back to this movie. <laughs> back to this brighter movie. Well, the the a thing we're talking brighter about brighter movie. We're yeah. talking about Peter Gunn. You know, after Marvel fired him, DC. You gun or
2: James Gunn? James
1: Gun. Sorry. Too many guns. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, Sean Gunn. <laughs> yeah, you never know. There's so many guns. Um, yeah, sorry. With the Callback song. Yes. Good job. <laughs> but the, he gets fired, and DC was like, oh, Yes! Yes, person with talent yes. who has a successful thing. Can we steal you from Marvel? No, no, no. We fired J- Jason Momoa. No, he's gone. Yeah, come on over. <laughs> yeah, d- yeah, come on, come on, dude. D- do, do the thing. Zack Snyder's not going to show up anymore. Don't worry he about it. He had his day of four he hours. Had, he had his four-hour snooze fest, yeah. and now it's time for us to realize that maybe we need someone who has taste. So we're not going to bring you in as a director. We're going to bring you in as the president of this company. You are going to be the president all the of power. DC Cinematic. All the monies, all the powers, all the decision making, yeah. which is the most important part.
2: It's going to be very interesting. Do we have a date for when his first? He's, you know well, Kevin Feige level movies.
1: Movies take forever to make.
2: They do, and especially now with the writers' strike going on. Yeah, yeah.
1: So the trick is, you know, you look at Guardians three; it was probably mostly done two years ago. Oh yeah, and. Yeah. They've done, you know, special effects take forever to do. And really, you know, he's out there. He's very proud of his film. He's out marketing it. He's out selling it. He doesn't have he's not burning bridges with Marvel, honestly, which is not uh, usually the, the, the Hollywood kind of uh, the old studio fights kind of thing from the golden age. People think, oh, we still need to do that. And like, no, 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 no. It's hedge fund versus hedge fund now. Don't worry about it. Um, so he's going to be over there, and he straight up said, oh, yeah, 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 rebooting, burning all that to the ground, oh, starting over. really? Yes. Oh, interesting. So could we possibly have a DC renaissance here in about two years? It depends on how long the strike goes, but also... Maybe
2: I'm all ready to control and delete the last 20 years of DC. Oh my god! Minus the Chris minus Nolan the, stuff. The Chris, Chris Nolan, Nolan stuff stays forever. I think that'll never be repeated uh, <sighs> to that level with that kind of direction. Yes. Okay. You got lucky with the cast: Liam Neeson and Bale's and Michael Michael Kine. Michael Kine. Michael, Michael Kine. Yes. yes. Uh, but By I. By the uh, way,
1: we're, we're doing this on the day of the coronation.
2: Co- <laughs> That's your your best That's, British no, accent. That is
1: my my absolute. You know how great I am with accent work on this podcast.
2: Well, it's amazing that Karen Gillan keeps hiding her raging Scottish her accent. Extreme Scottish accent. Well, she's from her in- Inverness. Is really Inverness is where she's
1: no, from. She's she is from Inverness, but she has a raging Glaswegian uh,
0: She uh, she's on the
2: on the fence about the Glaswegian there. Yeah. Uh maybe my friend in England is, uh, can yeah, tell us correct, Yeah, correct
1: correct us on on what what flavor of scotch she is, but the 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 <laughs> truth. The, of Scott. I mean, you know, been is following. she the
2: Highland type or the Skyla of sky type? Right, yeah.
1: She is the Doctor Who type. But anyways, he's going to probably fix that by. Doing something. Well,
2: taking the emotion he put in this film and saying, Hey, I know what emotion is, right? So yeah. let's glob that onto some DC characters and just see what happens. Yeah. Just just to throw it just throw a little bit. We move ten percent more is all I'm asking for, right? right? Give me a little more of this and less of that. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing how he mixes that in because we got that in spades throughout this is like the yes. Guardians movies
1: are just about underdogs, right? Yes.
2: So they're not like these gods. Uh, which that is was, the DC problem. Uh, everyone's a god.
1: Like most of the time literal human mythology gods from, like, ancient Greece. Yeah. Boring. <laughs> boring! Boring,
2: <laughs> boring, right? Superman, Wonder Woman. Yeah. I mean, Waco Man's pretty invincible, right? The Flash right. is... Eh, whatever.
1: Uh, it's, <laughs> the Flash is the one interesting guy, and they went and got well, the that, creepiest dude possible yeah, to play in. Yeah,
2: Batman's kind of interesting, too, but they have, just haven't Shazam had a lot of fun with them. Literally Shazam. has the power
1: of the Greek gods <sighs> just by saying the ancient word Shazam. <laughs>
2: Push button, I believe. I believe. I believe. Yes, yes. So we'll see what he does with this. This movie had a lot of emotion to it. I would say it's probably in the top two or three emotional movies in the MCU made so far. There were some tears in the audience. There are some gut-wrenching scenes. And it starts off just kind of throwing on a gauntlet. Guess what? This ain't going to be number two. We start off with ELO, Dancing Around a Giant Monster with Groot dancing. This isn't that kind of movie. No,
1: they they save that for the end.
2: Yes. Yes. It starts off kind of a downer. Like, Peter Quill's really drunk. Uh, Everybody's depressed. I mean, this is a town that's trying to get on its feet. And it's just, it's a slow start to it. But it ramps up, okay, this person's the villain. Oh, I recognize that guy. Oh, those monsters look familiar. Like, it's bringing things back, but it's bringing its own storyline in a story that I didn't actually expect. I don't know if you read the story beforehand. Mm -hmm. This, This movie turned me on my head, saying, oh, this is not exactly a... Marvel movie, right? Or a Guardians movie? This is a character, people becoming other things and realizing who they are and recognizing, you know, with honesty their strengths and weaknesses, and that was interesting because it just it didn't fit a formula I had seen before in Marvel.
1: I, I'm going to agree with you 100 percent by saying it does fit a formula. It fits the formula of the good, not successful, the good Marvel movies, the Russo brothers uh, Captain America movie. You know, you you think about. Some, all of your favorite Marvel movies are more focused on the character, and no matter how outrageous or outlandish the universe might be around them, and there's nothing more expansive than the Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy universe, it's not... A spectacle of being overwhelmed by the universe instead it is how much do you care about Groot and Nebula is how do you care about relationships yeah and and these these people and their relationships so it's actually a very personal small story that just happens to be taking place light years yeah. apart. Yeah, and the plot
2: drives it along, blah, yeah. blah, blah, but it's not about that necessarily. That needs to be a MacGuffin plot that moves things along right. to get to the part. Like, we need a thing to fix Rocket, so, okay, we need a villain, we need a, an obstacle, we need a course, we need a new world. We sure. you know, Fill the button, fill it's the button. It's still know, a hero's journey. It's still that thing. <laughs> There's still some interesting things we haven't seen before. Right. It's still kind of a heist movie, and, there's those Guardians' DNA elements in this, but it's it was such a left turn from the other two, I thought, because oh, it wasn't that big, giant, bombastic thing right. where it was focused only. Because, like, Infinity War, you all say, oh, here we go, here comes Hulk again. Yeah. Just kidding. Hulk's going to hide the entire time because right. <laughs> he got his butt whooped by Thanos, the first opening act. Um, So this movie has three acts to it. And if you get lost, don't worry. They're started off, every one of them, with a slow motion walking scene a la right Stuff coming in. And each one of those, they're looking stronger and stronger because they're realizing, okay, we actually need to work together to get this happen. And that was a nice structure to happen. It is a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. Was that too long? Did it fly by for
1: you? Uh, It flew by for me. Uh, I should not have drank the entire (laughs) 32 ounce Fanta before the movie started, uh, so I did have to take a, a bio break that I was not expecting to take. I did not follow my typical uh, sodium up, don't drink anything rules. I flipped on its head and only drank and didn't get sodium. Your mom's so laughing
2: because she knows what your strategy usually is. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Eating usually a whole like you know seven hundred thousand uh, sodium just, count of pizza beforehand. If
1: I can knock a month off my lifespan in order to not pee for three hours, it's worth it. <laughs>
2: um, Isn't there like an, like an app that says like when to pee or something in a movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: that that there is that. Um, what a, what a what a time to be alive! <laughs> oh yes, we truly live in in the future. Yes, uh, yes Star yes. Trek has nothing on it So us. it's two and a half hours, two and a half right? Hours.
2: I think it's the longest Guardians movie. It has yes, to be, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, but it felt Guardians two felt longer.
2: Okay, because of the because of the poor pacing. villain. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: but also because of the pacing, because they beat he beat a couple dead he, he beat a couple dead horses too long, and this movie was actually nutrient rich. Because there was a lot going on, but nothing felt like it didn't have an adequate amount of time in the sun. The The best example is the the weakest part of this movie, in a strong movie, was Adam Warlock. Mm, yeah, who is he? What's his motivation? Whatever. Really, yeah. But it was very clear, like, from the beginning, Gunn went, oh, you know what? He's going to be a comedic sidekick. Doesn't matter who he is. What He's... he's what and additionally, I'm gonna take a guy who's effectively Superman because Adam Warlock is on that kind of power level of invincible, can walk off anything, super powerful, yeah. laser, whatever. What species is that like the kind of gold the, species of the, uh, the, the eyes? sovereign, which sovereign, you remember yeah. from the Guardian
2: They story. were like Elizabeth Debicki from Tenant,
1: she's the tall lady and yeah. yeah, did the, the whole like remote gunship thing. Yeah. So you have the you have Superman. Literally, you have Superman in this movie, and James Gunn goes, Okay. I'm going to let Superman get his ass kicked all the time. And every time he tries to do anything, he's going to screw up at it. And I'm going to demonstrate that you can have the most powerful thing in your universe and it be a comedic sideshow. Yeah. Because if you let it be this bright thing that DC would let it be, then it would be a distraction. What has Superman ever been funny?
2: That wasn't Christopher Reeve. Ha-ha! Uh-huh. 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 The charming Christopher <laughs> Reeve. No.
1: Oh, uh, there's longer. nothing funnier than Brandon Rouths creepily stalking his uh, ex girlfriend <laughs> and their child with by giving them cancer with X ray vision.
2: I was I was on deployment with my submarine when that movie came out in two thousand six, and I was so looking forward to seeing it. And I got a bootleg copy like a buck in Thailand. I watched it like this
1: is garbage. (laughs) What happened? Yeah, you actually were like, "Hey, Captain, can we nuke Thailand?" Because I just got ripped off. (laughs) Wow, I need that dollar back. That
2: took a hard left turn.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, so did this movie. Yes, it did.
2: But in the right way, it sounds like because the the emotional stuff. Like I I saw a little thing online says, you know. Careful if you take your kids to this. Yes. Because there are some scenes that are straight up like Toy Story 3 level, uh, you know, yes. drama. Almost re- Return to Oz drama yeah. level. Like, ooh, ooh, this is like rough, you know. Yes. This is, this is. I mean, animals being hurt sucks. Uh, you know, laboratories, you learn the backstory. I'm not going to give too much away here. But this is a dark film in many parts. As much yes. as bright in the worlds we saw here in this movie, that one, everything's like jelly or whatever it was. Yeah. That's a funny world. There's a lot of darkness to this movie. And
1: uh, I wasn't prepared for
2: how far I was going to go, actually. I don't know if you were or not. Well,
1: I, I, I was aware of Rocket's backstory with the High Evolutionary, who, by the way, the guy who played him knocked out of the park. The, the villain of this movie, I thought, what, was also really good at being a one-and-done villain, something that Marvel does Marvel typically suffers with villains because either, A, uh, we're going to need Thanos for 12 movies, so uh, not really going to be <laughs> able to do anything with him, or like, hey, we're gonna need a couple different versions of Loki so that we can do a fun thing with him and Owen Wilson. Um, or it's just bad villain, bad villain, bad villain. Right.
2: Uh, we need something. Make something. Oh, he's gone now.
1: And yeah, this guy, we're like, okay, let's have let's have this. His whole purpose is clearly explained. You get to see where he fits into the universe. We we do that without too much exposition, and we let him be scenery chewingly crazy. A little
2: bit. Lots of yelling, lots of creepy, like, you know, Hannibal Lecter-looking face uh, wants to to perfect, not destroy or rebuild, but perfect what existence is already out there through some kind of Frankenstein science, and there's the plot for that.
1: And so, therefore, you have the the comparison immediately becomes, well, the big Thanos-level, big bad for the Marvel Universe is Jonathan Majors as King the Conqueror, who Mm. we just saw from Quantumania. Um, Compare and contrast... He, there's a character. There's a great example of a character that, oh, we need to set him up as the big bad. And when we, you know, when, when what happens to him happens to him, uh, immediately doesn't have any, uh, any like bearing because, oh, well, you know, he's a multiverse. There's a trillion of him running yeah. around. Who yeah. cares? Whereas this is the first time we've seen the high evolutionary, and we get to see him justify his thing, and then we get to see his turn, and we get to, see, we get to talk about ethics and medicine. I mean,
2: We also get a little empathy with him because he's actually not a jerk in the beginning. Right. He actually has some altruistic, idealistic methods about what he's trying to do without really knowing his plan. But he has a little bit of like, oh, I want to take care of you and this, and I have good reasoning. And, of course, power corrupts, and he, yes. he, he sees he, he can be a god in this universe sure. recreating everything, and there's that. Uh, Because he's, you know, so human.
1: Therefore, you know, was, am I going to think of the High Evolutionary as one of my favorite villains of all time in all movies? No, No, he's not Darth Vader. But in terms of Marvel movies, he was successful in giving us a good, menacing, like high stakes villain who was generally effective without having to worry about franchise building with him.
2: Well, you you hated him too. That the, yes. that vicious scene where he just comes and like, "Oh, you th- I knew it knew this day would come you try to escape. Guess what? That's not going to happen. I'm going to do something re- <laughs> really really bad here." I didn't <laughs> yeah. say what happened. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. a really really bad scene. Yes. Um and they went there with that and i'm glad they did because they, they kind of play it safe in the cinematic universe sometimes oh they like they cut away right like even like avengers did that a lot of times yes. but uh this didn't this would actually showed you some really
1: sad things so ben do you know why it did and why they were able to do that uh
2: you know something i don't know
1: i do what was guardians of the galaxy volume three rated
2: was it PG thirteen or was it R? PG
1: thirteen. Okay.
2: It was the first F bomb in all of MCU, I know. That, that. is
1: correct, because they're allowed to have one. Yes. And I love that they wasted it on what they wasted <laughs> it on. There's a scene involving a car with There's there's a lot of things that that Nebula. Could, and, it like, and honestly, they kinda let it slip. So or I, I think they, they wanted the world to know to expect it. And instead Every, I will. I will also say that this movie is how movies should be marketed, because every trailer lied to us. Well, <laughs> and, and but my favorite part is that the end of the trailer is Nebula holding Quill's lifeless body as they walk towards the camera with this ruined world behind them. Right. And instead, it's the first scene of the movie.
2: And he's not lifeless. He's a little, <laughs> a little light libated. A little uh, bit. Yeah, a little, little bit. libations, yeah. And Whatever so, the term
1: is. You know, so um, awesome marketing. And then they let slip about the fact that it's the first Marvel movie with the F bomb in it. And then, so I'm sitting there going, like, where is it going? To, where is it going to be? Yeah. Where is it going to be? Where is it going to be? And when it happens, it was not where I thought it was going to be. And so, uh, you know, that was really, really good and enticing. By the way, I also know the backstory on how Karen Gillen, who probably weighs ninety-eight pounds wet, uh, was able to carry a two hundred and seventy-pound muscle-bound. Was it uh, wires? No, it was a. The that's how good their props department was. That was a fake person. Really. And it's a fake Peter Quill. For one scene. For one scene. And Ben, apparently, they went to so much detail that the Peter Quill had pores in his face. Like, wow. fully life lifelike. And so Gunn had to lock it in his office because he was afraid of what people would do to it as a joke. <laughs> this is real. was are gross. Uh, yes! <laughs> uh, because it was, obviously, he's, he slumped back with his mouth open. We'll leave it there. Um, wow. So yeah, the uh, I will say that this is the best marketed Marvel movie as well because I knew that it was going to have the High Evolutionary. So therefore, as a comic book fan, I knew who he was, and so I knew that was going to be a rocket story. And like I knew broad strokes, but the spoilers of this movie were not in the trailer for the. I'm so you. I'm so tired. And this is something DC really sucks at, is that, oh, well, we spent $40 million on this 14 seconds. Make sure it's in the trailer, because yeah, so we should sure get our value away, out of people it. People
2: come anyway, right? If we give away spoilers, just don't yeah. come, cause, just because it's Marvel. And that's not fair to the purists out there who want to be as surprise. Yes, as possible. enjoy
1: it. So, <sighs>
2: <sighs> yeah, don't do it. I read an article recently. Like Robert Zemeckis was really bad about this with, like, Back to the future in Forrest Gump, and especially Castaway. The trailer for Castaway shows him, spoiler, getting him off the island. Yep. Wh- wh- Why? 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 His argument was it's like McDonald's. You go to McDonald's because you know what the product you're going to get, you know what it's going to taste like, how big the portion is going to be, and you go anyway.
1: I know, but it's a two and a half hour FedEx commercial. Did you have to give them extra commercial time?
2: I'm just saying, I'm just saying. It, it's it's one of those things where directors make that choice. Yeah. And it's frustrating because you, like, we saw a trailer for Oppenheimer. We yeah. know what goes on in Oppenheimer, right? No, yeah. Spoilers. But we win World War it's II. a bunch of teaser characters that you're showing. Right. Like, was that was that Albert Einstein I just yeah. saw? I mean, you're like, okay, how much am I going to get of this? They don't give you the A to Z in a trailer like some yes. trailers do. It's just. I, I like trailers but I also watched the Indiana Jones trailer. Yep. Well there's a big spoiler in that. A little bit. A <laughs> little bit. It's like, oh well, I wish I didn't know that. Now I saw it before so I knew it was coming. Yeah. But I was like, Ah, why'd they have to do that? Spielberg. Spielberg. Well no, he didn't have a hand of this. This is no, was is it was it uh who who did it? it was that Colin Javara was it um I forget who directed the new okay. Indiana Jones movie. We're going to see it. Yeah, we're going to be surprised, I'm sure, by something. Something. I don't think Spielberg has uh,
1: anything to do with it, maybe. Oh, really? Maybe he's
2: executive producing like he did the like, Gremlins he, or he something. He it, so his name will be uh, somewhere on it. Somewhere, yeah. I mean, Disney owns Lucasfilm. They're, film, they're so. ambling
1: all over the place. <laughs>
2: Okay, here we go. He's got he's got a great poker face right now, folks. That's how good he is. Just the the one liners. Yes.
1: All right. So, Ben. Speaking of one liners, I, I think it's probably uh, to the benefit to our audience that we we give them what they actually came here
2: for. And your poor mother, who's waiting patiently in the yeah, front seat here. She's literally yes. just burning
1: money, uh, actual <laughs> money in the form of gasoline right now. Um, but. Our listeners don't come to us to listen about us banter back and forth using hilarious wordplay and and deep anal- analysis of filmmaking and uh, what I would consider a continuation of an excellent series of soundtracks which is what the Guardian of the Galaxy 3 is going to give us by giving us reaching into the 2000s. They come to us for one reason one reason only. And Ben, I'm going to look you directly in the eyes. Take my glasses off take too. Take your glasses off too. Serious. All right, now we're both fuzzy, so this will help. <laughs>
2: Are you still in here?
1: Yeah. They are, they are here to find out if after working for, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours for a boss who demands that they spend that time working in the mine, working in that queue. Somebody, I'll be free. Never see their family. Don't eat. Don't sleep. Don't eat. Don't sleep. Just work. Wow. Work. In exchange for that, I'm going to give you a pittance. I'm going to throw some pennies at you. And you're gonna you're gonna survive off of that, or I'll pay you in company script because we live in the in the
2: 1840s. You're testing that pop factor on this microphone. Yes, card. I am. Pittance, pittance, pittance. Pop factor. Yes. Yes. Uh, Sibilance. <laughs> and um. Freaking back with the Tom Hanks SNL reference. there you. Go. There you go. Wow. Pounded. Wow. Um, so,
1: <laughs> with this, you know, meager scraps. Like, it, let's say, it's, you're, it, for example, if you listen to this at Christmas, maybe an old man who was just, just visited by three ghosts chucks one dollar at you. Put your eye out, because you should never throw a coin <laughs> at a child with no eye protection. <laughs> and you just have this tiny amount of money. What day is it, son? Your options are, Orange, which do I pay my <laughs> rent, do I pay my bills, or more importantly, do I go see Guardians of Galaxy 3?
0: Volume That's three. what
1: everyone who's listening to this is, at is wondering. Okay, so how are you going to tell them what's, right. what's our scale? It's funny you should mention that, Ben. Because uh, last night, I was also visited by three ghosts. I was visited by Stanley. Jack Kirby and um, uh, Roger Corman of all people. Why Roger Corman? He used he's the one who sold the rights to Marvel to Disney. Okay, he used to own them. That's why wow. all the old ones were terrible. Wow. Aha! Yeah, there's a little, there's a little history. We're learning. And uh, uh, Stanley says. Damien, uh, you, you got to come up with... A, you know how I'm with accent work. It's so good. It's, know, like, it's like It's like <laughs> as if Stan Lee were in your ears right now. I understand. And he's, he's like, Damien, you have... Got to come up with a four-point scale. There's going to be pressure. This is just dying words, folks. Yeah, no, no, no. This is coming to be from <laughs> it's beyond the. This is for a force Excalibur. This is a force ghost sort of situation. If you've seen this movie Scrooge, for example, he came into my sure. room. Uh, he had golf balls popping out of his head. You know, he was drinking whiskey. All all the things that you would expect for him to do. Right. How much you
2: shooting at me, Frank? But it
1: goes in the Bacardi. Exactly. <laughs> and he's just trying to instill in me the. Absolute awe-inspiring creative power. That is a four-point scale. DC they'd probably do a five-point scale. Well, think hopefully, about it. Is hopefully, th- James Gunn fixes that.
2: Stanley told you this. He did. Is it, it no secret that Excalibur is four
1: syllables? Four
2: syllables. This makes
1: all sense now, hundred percent. So I said, "Yes, sir." Absolutely, Excelsior, Excelsior. Excelsior. Uh huh. <laughs> That's right. Four-point
2: scale. Oh, it wasn't Excalibur. I got that wrong. Yeah, no. no. <laughs>
1: also good. Also good. Though, hey man, listen, you know, right, I was close. You were close. And I, I woke up covered in sweat. Uh, my dog was really concerned. My wife is in Chicago. She has no clue about this. And I said, four-point <laughs> scale. And it occurred to me.
2: <laughs> he woke up in a, like smoked sweat
1: instead of and, a bed. And like, and like in, uh, like in uh, Money Python, the Holy Grail, almost as if like God parted cartoon clouds and and shouted at me using very easy, cheap animation. And I realized that if we have a four-point scale, we can set ourselves beyond fox business cnbc you know trashy little tabloids like the wall street journal we can beat them we can we can win the hearts and minds of the world as they're looking at you know they're, they're working in sweatshops they're working in fields you know it's just it's a horrible existence and this is their one opportunity for happiness and do they want to waste that opportunity or do they want to embrace that? Uh, I'm, I'm envisioning
2: people wandering aimlessly in Times Square, waiting for an answer. They look up, yeah, with the Toshiba sign, Sony TV, hundred percent, four point scale, and they yeah. all go, ah! and they see our logo people at from the top. Cultures like bow down, and exactly, it's like that thing, in and the they've Hawkins heard a movies. rumor
1: that my mom's going to do the intro. So with that, here's here's my proposal. This is only a proposal, Ben. You can shoot it down, but just remember that this has been ordained upon me by Stanley himself. So if you don't like it, then. You know, you're just throwing mud into Marvel's face. We're
2: speaking in the same day that King Charles was anointed, by the way, and this takes
1: over that. It really does. (laughs) Absolutely. So, Ben, with a four-point scale, this is the not only should you see it in the theater, but it warrants a second visit. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, one of the reasons that it warrants that second visit is that the first time you saw it in a relatively modest theater near a run-down mall in northeastern Chattanooga. Maybe your second visit, you go to some place with comfortable seats and popcorn that's not stale, and <laughs> air conditioning gets consistent. Air conditioning that works. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, for example, uh, a theater that maybe downtown Cheddar. Right, 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 right. Or even on in Street.
2: Well, we're gonna see uh, Dune, Oppenheimer, Top Gun, at Indiana Jones IMAX, at perhaps. the IMAX. At the IMAX, at the IMAX, or the Big D.
1: So therefore, that second visit, not only are you spending that tiny little scratch that you've been able to come together to see it once you got to go rob a bank or something so you can pay for a second visit, you know? You know, maybe overthrow the uh, the the bourgeoisie and, and and bring in the reign of terror so that you can afford to you know, have uh, Robespierre chopping heads off. You're able to afford a second viewing of a movie. These are many things you're with saying. With popcorn and drink. <laughs> so, therefore, we're going to say four is see it in a the theater, see it in a the theater twice. Four is a gold star, economically speaking. Okay. Three is, hey, you know what? You do need to see this in a theater. If any theater. Any theater. Any theater. If you don't see it in a the theater, you're not going to get that full experience. You're not going to be able to enjoy it as much. Yeah. And it's a totally worthwhile investment. Go to your bank, take out a, a you know a 30 month amortized loan so you can afford one box of popcorn and maybe some Twizzlers or Red Hots in Ben's case, and uh, go see it in the theater. Take your mom. Take your take your 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 partner. Take your kids. Just you know traumatize them with how dark this movie gets sometimes but it's worth it that's a three now two is uh first off we came out of the pandemic subscribed to so many streaming platforms all of them and we we needed to and the one that has lapped them all has been disney plus this will occur on disney plus at some point it will Probably around Thanksgiving or Christmas. And they
2: have a new feature I, just, I saw last I was watching on Disney+, Plus yeah. Guardians 2. They yes. have an option to watch the MCU in the correct sequence. Yes. Which is interesting, too, including all the little short films they did as much as four minutes long. Right. With Thor, those little ones they did. Yeah. Interesting. If you have eight weeks to kill yeah sure do that
1: oh my my big recommendation on on by the way we we give these things a two but my big recommendation is have some sort of major surgery that's the best (laughs) way to do it because first off you're going to be stuck in bed recovering guilt-free binging turn on that tv (laughs) and watch all that stuff front to back one on the other hand is uh you should you should take all of your take this money and instead um you know just uh Remember, this is food money that you need to survive because this is how we're, inflation's huge. Coming yeah. into another recession, depending on who you talk to, you know, either uh, if you talk oh, Department of Labor, just because they track everything, they say it's four point five. There's another crazy dude who says it's forty two percent of all Americans are unemployed right now. Who should I believe, Damien? Who knows? <laughs> Be paranoid. So therefore, you gotta you've only, know. You've only got this little <laughs> bit of money, but. If you were to say, "Oh my gosh, uh, should I spend this on this movie, or should I perhaps just give it to the nearest uh, Wall Street banker because they're stressed out
0: mm. and they really,
1: you know, they may have they've been pressuring DC over all these years to quit making good things and make things that look like they should work and then be really confused when they don't, they feel bad, so take your money and give it to them, and then upon giving them that money, run away screaming." So four is see it in the movie twice. See it in theater twice. Yes. One is see it once. uh Two, two is stream it, and then one is Runaway Screaming. Did I say three was? all right. Four is see it Four twice. Four see it twice. Three you see it at
2: least once. At least just once. Just, just, just once. Yes. Yes. Two stream is stream it. it.
1: One is Runaway Screaming. Correct. So Ben, with that being said, uh, with this very simple, not convoluted story that yeah. I just told about how we arrived at this. That, by the way, is entirely accurate.
2: People can rewind just that part of the podcast to hear that again.
1: I'm sure. <laughs> Honestly, it's been one of my weaker ones. Um- then, what are you going to give Guardians of Galaxy? You always make point me point? go first, you know that? Well, the reason why is that I spend <laughs> a little bit of time and I need to recover my voice.
2: I know, I know, I know. Like, listen, okay, this is a Marvel movie, Next guys. Next time, I'm going
1: to let you improv the oh! description. Oh,
2: man. No, you're so good at it. I don't <laughs> want to take that thunder from you, that love and thunder. Um, yeah, this is this is a Marvel movie, right? So you're going into it knowing you're going to get Marvel y things. You're going yes. to get uh, pretty decent writing. You're going to get some action. You're going to get some humor. you get some heart because that's what Marvel does in a nice package. They have good writers that DC is going to try to poach one day. <laughs> Potentially with some help, yeah. right? So I enjoyed a lot of things in this movie. I enjoyed the chemistry between the characters. I love the mantis tracks back and forth. I thought it was hilarious. and like, good, they unleashed them. It's like brother and sister. I'm glad they paired them up almost the entire movie and from the bike at the end. Like, you mean yes. the ship right over there? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, gone. Like, it's fun things like that that I'm coming for with, because I love Drax. Who doesn't yes, love Drax, absolutely. right? He is just, he said things you don't ex- expect. He's done that since the first Guardians. I love the soundtrack in this, okay? Yes. Good song choice. You put a flaming lip song on there, I am done. That's yeah. like, yes, yes. <laughs> and well-chosen Space Hog within the meantime. yeah, Things like that. Like It's almost like Tarantino, who... who basically chooses his soundtrack before he writes a script because yes. he wants to write it around yeah. that soundtrack. And what he does,
1: he takes this, he takes the albums and puts uh, prosthetic feet on them so that he has all <laughs> of his things that he loves all in one And they're place. extra scratchy sounding. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how, uh, Django. Um, those kind of things. Kill Bill. That's what I like about these movies. They have a good soundtrack. You got that with the first come and get your love movie. Um, it is two and a half hours. Uh-huh. It is a bit tedious in parts. Not as much as number two. Number two's main problem was that it was too. It took a joke and it bled it out for like eight minutes. Like, wait, move on. Okay, I get what you're doing here. You don't need to extend this just like dumb jokes. Like that was with the Ravagers and everything. I was like, ah, come on. I'll watch the first one again. I need to watch it again. It's been a couple years. Um, You think it holds up? Yes Okay I think number two holds up too I think it's better I think this may get better Number three With repeat viewings But I'm not going to give it A four Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it A pretty weak three Week three Week three Okay Okay. I I, I want it to be Less time I think it was The last act As fun as it was It just kept going I was like Okay we get the Jub Jub scene here The Ewoks dancing on Endor The Emperor's dead (laughs) That's fine. But it just it just was a little too happy for me at the end. Uh-huh, so a little yeah. too much Prozac was put into the coffee that day and I just didn't buy it. I got a better payoff with Yondo's funeral in number yeah, two. Yeah. Like, oh, oh oh, that's Yes, that's great. That's good writing. Unexpected. Right. And kinda of maybe it's the military guy in me, like that's like, you know, the code, yeah, whatever. Lots of water. I yeah. didn't need Sylvester Stallone coming back. Okay. I just didn't need him coming back. All right. So it's a it's a week three, but it's a it's a fun movie. Seeing it once in theater is good for me.
1: So funny you should say that. When the happy, happy, happy joy joy scene came yes. at the end, one thought entered my mind immediately: Uh-oh. Ben's going to hate this. <laughs> why would you? know why? Because it was. It didn't serve a purpose. That the second that it came up and it was just like oh man well, it's, it's going too long and it doesn't really like the the message is being delivered has it, already been delivered it
2: reminded me of that scene the a Slumdog Millionaire where like they spoken just to Bollywood dance like why yeah. why
1: this is yeah. it's just
2: kind of like goofy and like just kind of woo yeah. yes it's interesting you and know me that well
1: I, well we've been doing this for <laughs> seven years or whatever. <laughs> Uh, it has
2: been almost <laughs> well.
1: <laughs> so oh, yeah. all right. You, you, you see might, my cards. You might be able to know some of the stuff I like and dislike as well. <laughs> a little bit. So I don't he, know
2: what Venom movie you're talking about. Uh,
1: <laughs> all right. So here's the deal. Uh, not only is this a four, this is in my top five Marvel movies.
2: Oh, Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So we're talking about the Sony, MCU, the Sony uh, Marvel movies? N- n- no. N- n- okay. N- so m- not MCU. Spider-Man.
1: Well, the the Tom Holland Holland Spider-Man, yes. The original Sony ones, no. I I, I do segment out the original Tobey Maguire ones, and I don't really... Despite the fact that Andrew Garfield was an absolute delight in the last Spider-Man movie, the first two movies that he was in by himself were insufferable. Still haven't seen him. You're good. Really? Even Emma Stone? I'm good? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um,
2: So why is it a four, Damien?
1: So it is a four because, first off, uh, like I said, I've never cried at a Marvel movie before. It got you. It got me, it got you. Yeah, the animal thing has a lot to, has something to do with it, but again, it's also the found family piece. Yeah, yeah, that they yeah. did better than the other found family things. Like some of the best parts of the original Avengers is the found family component. And that found family piece is very, very marvel the entire concept of X-Men is literally yeah. found family. Yeah. Like it's it's a and and you know, as an only child, I've always sort of adopted my best friends as family members. I do consider Ben Hunt to be a brother. Oh and so now I'm gonna cry. And so yeah. And <laughs> your um, mom's laughing at that. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I've seen this train wreck. Um <laughs> I've seen this for 42 years. Um and so like that message always speaks to me really well. Every single one of the guardians, despite the fact that Rocket was the focus, all of them had a fully developed arc.
2: And they're very flawed. Yes, too. You know, they're, you, they're all flawed. You're strong but dim-witted Drax. Yeah, you know,
1: and they and you get to see them propping each other up whether it's emotional or intellectual or or physical whatever it is you know, even the weakest link being in this found family being gamora not being the gamora that was part of the family well,
2: they said like what purpose do you serve you know yes. like and they're, they're showing their purpose that so they're finding and recognizing empathizing with each other because they found oh this is your purpose in it because it's i didn't see it before now i see
1: it right exactly yeah. now do i think that this movie is a four for a person who has never seen any marvel movie ever and this will be their first one mm. what are you doing going to the second sequel as your first movie first off wake up and smell the butter that ain't how this works so yeah i get this isn't a movie that you'd be able to come at, you you will spend the entire time going why is there a duck playing poker you know, there's just going to be... The entire time you're thinking that? Yeah, the one entire one time. Wait, all right, Soviet dog? Well, I thought we didn't <laughs> like that. Yeah, Soviets. the Soviet dog thing. I mean, just, I'm surprised
2: we didn't see, like, you know, cats. What Cosmo are they called? Fler- is Flerkins. great. Oh, the Flurkins. Yeah. don't worry. That'll
1: be in the Marvels. <laughs> yes, coming out um, like this year? This yes, year. Yes. It was supposed to be the tentpole movie. The, uh, the fanboys, or the, not the fanboys the toxic masculinity jackasses came out and said we don't want a female driven movie again it's terrible push it to november and so they did so disney caved and so whatever so then instead of having a movie there we'll just have a giant cap whatever i'm fine because it's okay to have a break from marvels all the time i do think that part of the phase four's problem was pushing to get that cadence out i think eternals needed another year and a half of development you know <laughs> was not needed at all yeah, no <laughs> or or maybe they should have just start they should have started off with here's all the eternals oh no eight of them are dead we'll focus on two um here's <laughs> you know, something what worked better with marvels that you got one iron man
2: you got captain america then you got thor like and then you had the avengers like yes.
1: oh this is so much fun
2: watching them all come together that's yes. so great. Instead of here's the first movie where everybody gets a five minute you know I have Genesis no story. idea
1: which Justice League you're talking about <laughs> so or Suicide Squad this but again this movie really hit me where where it counts uh, I absolutely loved it uh, I got to the, the to the Jub-Jub Ewok scene in the end and even now I was like okay okay but I can't yeah. tear down. Two hours and 20 minutes no, worth of no. movie because of a bad 10 minutes at the end. And
2: way to go for Marvel we're actually making it a little bit perilous, making it a little bit traumatic. Yeah. Like the, the movies that stand out to me in the Marvel Universe are the ones that actually push that. And you think, like, oh, is Star-Lord going to... Mm, is is this character going mm? like to... Yeah. There's some... Elevated risk in this. That's not like the DSS machina, as you always say, oh, right? Yeah. The person coming in last minute. There is some of that, but not all the time. Right. You had this lingering peril happening. The, the Rocket Raccoon character, yes. like this fragile heart they can't operate on because there's a, a kill switch device that they mess with it, it'll blow up basically. Yes. Um, so good plot devices to keep it going <laughs> and make device. me yeah,
1: device. Wah. Yes, you got
2: it. Okay, and um, <laughs> make it kind of like for the world that it's in believable.
1: Yeah. It also helps to for me that this is the absolute best Phase Four Marvel movie and so this far. Is, this is yeah. well, we're we're quickly going into Phase Five with with the Kane the Conqueror stuff. Quantum Media was the first Phase Five one. Was it really? Yeah. Oh man. So this the is pandemic the, is like is a time warp for me. Ten, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is the tail end of Phase Four. Uh, phase Four is very weak. And this movie was yeah. very strong. And I'm I'm putting this above Spider-Man No Way Home, and you know I am a Spider-Man fanboy.
2: Yeah, it's definitely better than Wakanda Forever, um, yeah. which I just was kind of bored with. It was
1: fine. It was, you know, uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it more than you do. Yeah, but uh, you know, it, at the same time, in retrospect, if I'm comparing Guardians 3 to Wakanda Forever, I think you can agree, this was better than that. This was better than Eternals. This was better than <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, was it? I felt this was better than Shang Chi. I felt. This oh was, yeah, it yes. was. Yeah, yeah. And so, mm-hmm. like it, yeah. You know, was it because that they didn't have the burden of introducing new heroes to us? Maybe, maybe not. You are playing on some nostalgia with with me, but the writing and the character development and the emotional investment I had with everybody on stream, screen, even Kirkin with his yeah. You know, uh, the younger, with his little whistle, trying to figure out how oh, to do the yeah. whistle arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Sha- really only in four scenes. Sean Gunn,
2: yeah, the character that Yondu's brother. It Was his brother? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, no, not Yondu's brother. It's James Gunn's his brother. Yeah, yes. Yeah,
2: <laughs> director James Gunn. His brother is Sean Gunn. He yes. plays the the
1: Ravager. Takes the yeah. whistle arrow from Yandu in the last movie in the hidden scene. And so he's in this. He's only in this movie for just a little bit. And every minute of screen time that he's on, it's moving towards. All er, er, oh, right, I'm. I'm the mayor of this while they're out of town. Bad things are happening. I'm scared. And he, you know, he, everything that he did, as little as he did, effective everybody in this movie was effective down to from the from the golden god of War, adam warlock down to the smallest yes. of baby raccoons
2: yeah most of the characters felt like they're in a world that was very lived in right yes. they're very lived and very sunk into the characters they're wearing old clothes old weapons like it's just kind of like okay we're back into this they're kind of that's the han solo in this right yes. that's fun to watch so and you had oh a han solo like character from firefly in this in a whole subplots. Ooh, Who which, am I talking about oh there, my Damien? Gosh.
1: And what a great subplot that was because that real that joke could have been one of the ones that went on too long. Right. Instead, Nathan just carried every second of screen time. Boy, we miss him, don't <laughs> we? <laughs> Goodness. Nathan,
2: Nathan, fill in. You can do no wrong. Absolutely. You're, just, you're so fun and charming A man's got
1: to do what a man's got to do. Here's hoping for a, a Dr. Horrible 2 during this screen uh, screenwriter's uh, strike because that's when the first one came out mm. was the screenwriter's strike. So
2: He's just always good. He's he always Good. Always good.
1: So, therefore, Ben, we have established here in the one hour th- and eight of this podcast. Man. So, just like the movie, it your might be mother, going a little too your long. Your mother is so patient. Uh, she's just up there giggling every time we make I'm a joke. Congratulations on being the
2: first female voice. I think yeah, any absolutely. listeners ever heard on Alan Smithy? <laughs> <laughs> it took we're, us seven years.
1: We're diverse now. Um, so, uh, I get paid more, right?
0: Yes, yeah. absolutely.
1: I'll get you some Petros. I'm a Star Wars. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, this, <laughs> <That's my Ralphie laughs> this impression. tastes like burning um so i think that we have done a great service for our listeners by providing the, this excellent advice of if they uh, enjoy really deep emotional uh, journeys then they should definitely see this in the theater at least once which is your recommendation and then after seeing it uh, assuming that they uh, they do what everyone in that theater did not a soul moved when those credits came up.
2: Right. So there are two post credit scenes, folks. You won't say what they are, and, but there are two post credit scenes. And
1: we were in and this is granted it's Saturday afternoon. We saw it pretty early. That was a that was about as full of a theater as I've seen in a while. Two thirds time.
2: full for a small theater. Yeah. Yes, it was, yeah. Two thirds full. Small well, theater at an unpopular theater. Be careful if you got little kids. Yeah, say that. There's a there's a there's some scenes in this that will listen. It, it, it'll you're gonna toughen be them up. No, don't be careful.
1: <laughs> don't don't tell them anything that's happening. Instead, just every so often, just tell your kid, hey, nothing's going to happen. Everything's going to be fine. So that when the really damaging stuff happens, it scars them and it helps them build character. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. That's why I would make an excellent parent. This is the boy named Sooth. Uh, uh, Absolutely, strategy. toughen them up them sure up, and right. then go straight from there to the woods and let them fight a real raccoon. They'll find out just how you know realistic that that raccoon scene was. Um, and so, ah oh man, I just feel really <laughs> proud of the work we've done here today. And so, I hope that you've enjoyed it as well. Unfortunately, there's only one way for us to know, and that is to hop on the Alan Smithy Film Review there Facebook page, or visit alansmithyfilmreview.com, where we have all of our episodes over 150 episodes going back seven years keep in mind that we have never had a gap and that that math adds up perfectly um and listen to these episodes but then listen to this episode then come over to the facebook page and correct us let me know how wrong i am if i'm being a marvel fanboy or if ben's being too harsh on the uh on the on the ewok scene at the end or if honestly if we were both wrong in. The star of this movie truly was Sylvester Stallone. Let us (laughs) know on the Facebook page, Alan Smithy Film Review. Otherwise, tell your friends. We'd love to get some more listeners, get some more folks uh, joining in these conversations. Our door is open. Uh, If you want to let us sit in your vehicle in Chattanooga while you burn gallons of gasoline, while we talk about nonsense but very good financial advice, then let us know on that Facebook, Alan Smithy Film Review. Or AllesmithyFilmReview com. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Fine podcasts, yes. Only the finest. This is fine <laughs> art, my friend. Uh, you have a master's degree. Think about that. You I are a master do. of everything you do. And be- is that what it was? That's then? what that does. Yeah, that's what it is, right? That's what master <laughs> means. Like you're you're a master. And if you had stayed in the navy longer, you'd be a commander, and then you could run a ship in wow. the Revolutionary War. I'm glad the Jedi Council because you'd be a master and commander. <laughs>
2: you got there somehow.
1: Hey man, it's all about it's all about having the vision to think about Paul Bettany at the very oh. end of this podcast. So uh With that, we're coming to you from the Atlas Studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Thank you very much, Mom, for bearing with us. Woohoo! I'm Damien. I'm Ben. And we will catch you guys
2: next time. It's Mr. Sloan. Yeah, you know (laughs) what? (laughs) Yeah!